As some of you may know, I spent a lot of time this summer cleansing and detoxifying my product shelf. A lot of the products that I've been using have been full of chemicals that I was not aware were affecting my health. And one of the most difficult ones to find an alternative for was my perfume and my cologne. You may not know this, but most perfumes and colognes contain a lot of chemicals that affect you, and they don't even tell you about them because it's just contained in the word parfum or fragrance in the ingredient list. And I am very excited to share with you that just this weekend, I received my non-toxic fragrance from Henry Rose. I first discovered Henry Rose in September, and I immediately ordered the full collection sample set. I really enjoyed Dark as Night, Last Light, Queens and Monsters, and now I'm currently using Menace. I am just truly incredibly excited to find a non-toxic, genderless perfume brand that has 100% ingredient transparency, where I am guaranteed equal parts intoxicating and non-toxic, and I can wear my perfumes knowing I'm very well, healthy, and safe. For $10 off your order of $30 or more, use the link in show notes, and I really recommend starting with a full collection set. There's just so many options to choose from, and you never know what you end up liking the most. Once again, use the link in the show notes for $10 off your order of $30 or more at Henry Rose. Enjoy your shopping! you've had a wonderful week um updates on my end i am pretty much just the normal trying to figure out my spring break plans um let me know if y'all have ideas the plan for now is i should stay in the northern california region so if y'all have suggestions of things to do here shoot them my way um on our instagram at run on podcast or to me privately on Instagram at W-A-D-E-A dot T-A-D-R-O-S. So that's that. Besides that, other exciting thing is my friends and I just got tickets for the Lizzie McAlpine Older Tour. We should be going to the May 16th show in San Francisco. That's that. I'm trying to think what else in terms of updates has happened. Nothing really, just going to classes, getting work done, but I feel like for the past couple of episodes, my thoughts have been really revolving around my class progress, or like, the the thoughts I've had have come out of, like, things that are going on in my classes, and that is partly true, but unfortunately, (laughs) because my life is mainly revolving about my classes, that's still the same today. So the topic today is, oh, I forgot to mention, um, I declared my major. I'm getting the paperwork done, but technically I did declare in sustainable architecture and engineering. Well, the major name is so long, but I know I keep, I actually was at a career fair and like they asked me multiple times, what, what, what are you majoring in? And I was like, wait, hold on, I need to get this right. So, yeah, let's talk about something I've talked about before, but has come back in a conversation I was having with Bestie Alexa yesterday night. Um, The artist. I feel like I, myself, would call myself an artist. Um, What I mean by that is 
by nature. There's a part of me that wants to create by nature. There's a part of me that wants to make things that are beautiful and that are artistic in nature. And I think art is something that is intrinsically human. And why I mentioned that is because I do not think it can be replaced by machine. Or whether that be AI or whatever, um, it cannot be replaced. Art is inherently humane or human. Um, so I have recently felt that I have not been able to really practice as an artist. The artist in me is dying, and I feel like that has been a process since I came back. Well, not since I came back, since I've been at Stanford. It's just been a part of me that's been slowly phasing itself out, fading itself out. Um, and I've recently, or yesterday, I was talking to Alexa and we were asking the question, why? I took a class last quarter and the professor suggested that that's what society does. It, it trains us to kill the passionate, curious person in us. And how do you not give in but maintain your position as a member of society is the question that's on my mind. Like, if to be a member of society, there's a lot of that stuff that you have to get rid of because otherwise it's considered idiosyncratic, it's cynical. Um, but, you, like, how do you maintain your position in society as a person that society wants to be, a, like, you don't want to be rejected by your society. You want to be accepted by your society. And how do you keep yourself that while also being the cynical, idiosyncratic artist that you are? At least that's the kind of artist I think I am. I mentioned this book before, The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron. I'm actually staring at it right now as I speak to you. It is a book that I think I need to go through again because like that's the only way I think I can revive the artist in me again. But before we do that, let me explain why I think the artist or when I noticed that the artist in me was what are the symptoms of dead artist in me? Um number one, I used to practice or let me say this. I used to practice four forms of art continuously. Theater, music, like visual art, and um, poetry. All four of these, and if you consider art, architecture to be art, it was something that I wasn't practicing, but that's why I'm here at Stanford, to learn how to practice it. So these five were my, like, five art practice categories, and Let's start with theater. I completely dis dissociated from during my first, my, after my first quarter at Stanford. Visual art I have not created since I left high school. In terms of poetry, I was able to write, lost that ability I'm trying to almost bring it back. I'm not really proud of all the poetry I'm writing for my class right now. But it, I feel like it is coming back to me. 
thankfully. But minus this quarter, until December, basically, of 2023, I was not able to write since I left high school. So one year, over a year, a year and a half of no writing. That's poetry. Music stepped out of the world of music as soon as I left high school. And architecture, been practicing, but not as an art, as a mechanical kind of thing. Which is not really art. So, yeah, you can see why I, where this comes from. And why I consider myself to be a quote-unquote dead artist. Because I'm not able to create art, and the art I'm making is not something I'm satisfied with. And when it comes to architecture, because that is my career, possibly hypothetically, it's frustrating because I'm doing things that fulfill the prompt. They are not beautiful, they are not architecture. They are not satisfying to me or my professors. Why am I making them? And why am I unable to do better? Um, according to my own standards, not someone else's standards. And I'm realizing that this also goes way back to a topic I talked about earlier in the history of the podcast, but the idea that a full schedule kills an artist. And that is really true in my creativity episode. I talked a lot about that. And, like, I am an overcommitted person. I do have a lot in my on my plate. I work technically four jobs. I have five classes. I am one unit below the maximum. I am th- four above the recommended. So, it is a lot on my plate. And I want to maintain a social life because it's something that is important to me. And these are people that I love. Like... I have problems with sleeping, I have my own eating problems, like all of these personal, mental, physical health issues. Um, It is a lot, right? Um, It's it's pretty difficult to manage Mm -hmm. and that is partly the result of why I'm unable to do something that's not on my to-do list, primarily. Now... When it comes to being an artist, part of the process is just stepping away from your art. Part of the process is time. And that is just something that I've not been able to do with the art I'm making, especially architecture and poetry, because now they're classes, they're not individual personal projects. So it is difficult. I'm making stuff that I'm not really satisfied with. And is it better to make something, to not make something at all, than to make something that is unsatisfactory? I don't know. I honestly don't think so, because, like, I guess the question is, keep things the way they were, or make them even worse? Um, Because then I don't become a dead artist, I become a failed artist. But... I will also add to that is there is a layer of comparison, right? There's my own standards, which is what I should be holding myself to. But then there's the standards of, especially again, because this is a class, these two particular ones are classes. I'm comparing myself to people who are 
who I think are creating really beautiful architecture. And I'm, to me, that's a lot of the people in the class. I'm comparing myself to people who are writing very, very, very profound poetry. And that is, you know, all of these things make me only feel worse about myself. And that's, the problem is, I don't think I'm a blocked artist at this point. I'm a dead artist. Like, I'm unable to make good art according to my own standards. What is good art? I'm unable to make that right now. I know that I was able to do that. And I know that I have to go back to being able to do that. I can't return to, or just like, accept this machine mode where I'm just doing what I'm told to do, fitting all the, like checking off all the boxes and calling it a day, because that is not art. So I've just really been also thinking how dead artist to me, if I am not an artist, because I believe that I'm an artist, and if I'm not an artist, if the artist part of me is, is dead, what is left? Well, the answer to that question is not much. Like, I lack self-confidence when I'm not making art. I lack purpose when I'm not making art. I lack vision. I lack passion. And all of those things are things that I believe are necessary to live a fulfilling life. So that is why over the next course of like a couple of weeks, hopefully, well, ideally, ideally now, but I do think I need to wait until this quarter is over just because I'm at full swing right now and I can't really like pause. But yeah, I think it's pretty difficult for me to take a break right now and figure this stuff out. I think right, what right now I need to do is maintain what I'm talking about right now, a, mo a mode of in-between where I'm thinking about this, preparing for it just until this quarter ends because, again, I do not have the time. I am overcommitted. So once I let go of all of those commitments, leave them here, and have a new, fresh set of commitments to make making those wise decisions of not over committing myself, committing myself only to my power, only to what I'm capable of committing myself to. But what I need to do is just go back to reading the artist's way and like living the artist's way lifestyle, at least in my interpretation of it. And I can, we can do a reflection of that or a part two to this episode or a response to this episode once I'm done with the book. But in my, like, imagination, the book is a one-year process, right? Um, or at least a couple months. Because it is a weekly challenge. It is a weekly thing to do your morning pages and go on your artist state. It takes time, right? Time is a factor. But I'd like to, right, to just start the process now rather than later. And if I do plan of on studying abroad next year, then it would be nice to have done all that before I go away, so that I go away truly feeling like myself. That's another symptom, right? I don't feel like myself anymore because I'm not being an artist. The artist is dead. Um, anyways, so all that aside, the question right now is, so what do I do? I have hypothetically four weeks of unknown. Well, not four weeks. Three weeks of TBD. Like, this in-between zone. 
And what does the in-between dead artist and artist revival look like? That is the question. What am I going to do right now to not, like, give up? Because it's not beautiful to give up um, in this sense. To give up on, in one way or another, myself, right? If I think I'm an artist and I'm giving up on this whole artist thing, then I'm giving up on myself. I think... With the little time I have. Well, first off, prioritizing those two classes. Because what a, a grade in... That's where it comes to be even more difficult, right? Because a grade, my grade in both of these classes is not about, like... It's a lot more personal than just, oh, am I doing well in this class or am I not? No, am I able to create good art or am I not? Right? It's not... A class thing it's a person thing so step one for me is I need to dissociate like dissociate from that let go of these classes grades saying something about my identity right because if I realize that I'm in a moment in my life where I have lost the ability to create the skill to create good art then I should not be expecting an A. I Like, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Am I doing everything in my ability to create good art right now? At least in one of those classes, yes. Um, but, yeah, just stepping, taking that apart from my identity and who I am. Because, especially when it comes to art, we all know that art is subjective. You can't make objective art. Because art is subjective, my response to this art is not going to be the same as that of my professor. And so if I am, what matters here is me. If I am satisfied with the work I'm making, that's my main goal, not the grade in the class. And I believe, I truly believe, if I'm satisfied with the work I'm making, my professor would be. Um, that's number one. Number two, in terms of what to do to get there. Surround myself with like-minded people. Be around people who will constantly be giving me feedback. I'm a person that can't create art in a vacuum. I can't lock myself in a room and make art. I need it. I need people to be involved. I need to run it through my friends, the people I trust. What are your thoughts on this? Your thoughts on that? What if I do this? What if I do that? Um, any suggestions on this? I'm stuck on this. Can you help me? Uh, I, I don't, personally, art is not a one-person job, and I need to surround myself with more artists. That's what I will do, at least in the next week or so, or two weeks, two, three weeks or so, is maximize my time with artist friends, because I need that, um, and or, or my classmates in the architecture class and poetry class because we're all thinking about and together communally struggling with the same thing. As for number three, it would simply put be allow myself to feel. In more explicit terms, what I mean is to let myself be curious and engage with all my senses. Really ask questions. What would happen if this? What would happen if that? How can this happen? How can I make 
this the look like that you know just ask all these questions what does a person put myself in other people's shoes you know just truly feel throw myself on the grass and look at the sky feel the grass on my body and my body's weight also like smell like really think what am i smelling when i take a deep breath try to pinpoint those smells or tastes making things experiential right when i eat food not just stuff it into my mouth and call it a day but really taste it feel the food when i walk into a space not just walk through and navigate it but like really experience it because especially with architecture if i'm unable to create good architecture that is because i'm not feeling and existing in good architecture i am surrounded by good architecture but i'm not experiencing it i'm just going through it i'm looking at it but i'm not really seeing it i hope that makes sense but yeah i think that's what i'm gonna be doing here until tbd <laughs> um here until at least three weeks from now until i actually have the capability to spend a lot more time and really begin my artist's rebirth journey because i know for a fact that i can't live a life without creating art so that'll be it for this episode. As always, it is a wonderful honor to be chatting with you today. Have a good rest of your day and take care. See you next week.